This is Lions Gate Sovereign Ministry. Peace. Yes. Minimal Ministries. Peace Pablo, to the family. Peace to you and yours. You already know. Welcome to another episode. General right. coming to you live. <clears throat> Give me one second as we get our thing together on Instagram. Peace, peace. Peace, peace, Lord. Peace, peace, greetings. Shalom, Hotep, Islam, Shalom, Hotep, Islam, peace, God, Shalom. Peace to the family, peace to you and yours. All right, Pope Pablo reporting live and direct. Mineral Ministry alongside Lions Gates Ministry. We are here for a powerful, powerful presentation. This was this will be our 41st. This is our 41st presentation. Um, and this one is titled Phoenix and the Dragon. Whew. Phoenix and the Dragon. Yeah, this is this is a heavy dose um presentation. This is, you know, so many things compacted into this one here. Uh Shout out to my family on YouTube tapping in to the KTL family coming in the building. Shout out to the IG family here on Instagram. Um, yeah, this 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 one is heavyweight. You know, this is a precursor to our our highly anticipated webinar tomorrow when in Rome three, and it's also somewhat of a prelude to the Super Bowl. You know, which is super steeped in symbolism, and hopefully, uh, our family, especially the indigenous participants on this call, hopefully, you can walk away with a higher understanding um, of what's taking place. You know, and it's so beautiful at the same time because this is really a proclamation for you to get into your higher mind. And the access to your higher mind is through your right mind, right? Through signs and symbols. And right now, you know, if, if you will so allow yourself to be receptive to the great divine who speaks through signs, all of the symbolism is being laid out in front of you. Um, and again, I think that when we put ourselves in these equations as people and personalities, we might muddy and, and, and block and you know what I'm saying and confuse people from actually seeing what they need to see because then they get into judgment they get into their feelings and they be like nigga I'm not giving that up to you so sometimes you got to remove yourself entirely you know I'm just conveying the message I'm the messenger but it's not about me it's about the information you know what I'm saying um, I'm just a conduit you know what I mean? Um, I'm already Pope Pablo, so I don't I don't need any higher acknowledgement or accolades. You know what I'm saying? This is in the spirit of the gnosis, the ones who know, you know, not those who believe, but also rightfully, you know, this is also an exercise of my mind and my imaginarium. I, I am in my thoughts, but I'm not in my feelings. So you know, there's some amazing things that are taking place, you know what I'm saying, that are that are active and showing us, 
you know, real time activation of these proclamations and these principles. Um, in particular, the lightning strike on the Christ the Redeemer statue in Brazil, you know, that took place the other day. That within itself is an amazing sign of things to come, you know, especially leading up to this lecture. But let's put it in perspective. That lightning strike on Christ the Redeemer in Brazil, which was a beautiful capture, by the way, comes 10 years almost to the day. And I would say the day because we went through a leap year. 10 years to the day of the lightning strike that happened at the Vatican when Pope Benedict stepped down. Now, I could give, I'm going to ease up on the brakes and allow you to Google that. Lightning strikes Vatican, February 11th, 2013. Okay? When Pope Benedict stepped down as the Pope, lightning struck the Vatican twice on February 11th. Now, people will say harp, and that's cool. That's cool. That's cute. You know, Project Bluebeam or harp and all of that good stuff that people are saying, right? But they will never say the great divine. And that's the issue within itself. I didn't say that you wouldn't say it's Pope Pablo. I said that you wouldn't say that it's the great divine. But you would give it to man. Some mystery man. But you won't give it to creator. You won't give it to the great divines. You won't give it to, you know, the synchronicity of symbolism. You won't dig deeper into your higher mind to understand what these signs entail. And again, that's why we have to lay out this particular lecture and really explain to you once again from my purview and my perspective hours should i say me and red what it is that we understand you know what i'm saying that we're, we're, we're making an observation of right i would advise you to look into the pope prophecies you feel me the pope prophecies that are entailing the um 166 pope the final pope which is pope francis you know these prophecies have been foretold for thousands of years this is not once again something that um that i that i'm starting or i created you know i'm or i'm reaching i'm, I'm just delivering what's already there you feel me and giving it a update a level of interpretation based on observation that I think qualifies itself because shit, I ain't never lied. You know, whatever I told you is is what happens. Right? And and again, it's not it's not exercise and self-aggrandizement. You know, I'm looking to be wrong, so I could be infallible just like you. But I ain't been wrong yet. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I promised, I said, look, I said, we're going to give you signs leading up to the day of the lecture, step by step, brick by brick. I just put a post up on Friday, right? When I explained that the Latter-day Saints uh, church wants to change the image of quote unquote Christ to a, a melanated one. I said, look, these signs are going to continuously come leading up into this day of this lecture. And then they're never going to stop after that, because once we drop what we got, 
and shake up the foundation on the 41st parallel of the Vatican Church. Hence the fact that today's sermon is 41, right? When you go to the longer to the latitude line of the Vatican Church, it sits on the 41st degree. So all roads lead to Rome. This entire Super Bowl is about Rome. Okay. That entire earthquake demonstration that we've seen is about Rome. We're not putting the pieces together. We're not doing the knowledge. We're not looking at the signs and the symbols. You feel me? Yeah, we are, or should I say, the general public is utilizing fleshy eyes to see things that you can only see with that one eye that is illuminated with light. That this entire prophet that you know people are showing up to, to even converse about these were his instructions that thine eyes should be single and full of light so you can finally see so i just consider the responsibility that we not waste time when there's so many goofy things going on in the community at this particular time in the backdrop and let me let me not even say that because the goofiness that's going on is necessary for you to see once again through the signs and the symbolisms of what's taking place today we're going to be celebrating a game between two teams that are indigenous motifs going against one another this is the same thing that we're seeing in our community right indigenous people going against one another you can't be a chief without eagle feathers so how are you going to war against one another what is a chief without eagles You feel me? What is a prince? What is a mob without a brotherhood? <laughs> what, I, what, 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 what is a prince without, you know, subjects and kings and things of that nature? You know, all of these things that we see taking place in our community on a micro level are speaking to the energies on a macro level. So, this game is taking place between a, a team this this coming from a scorpion city versus a team coming from a gemini city you feel me we just seen that in memphis we seen a scorpio versus a gemini motif the scorpion unit killed this young gemini brother we seen these brothers from houston who are all scorpios kill a gemini brother named takeoff we seen these things now we're looking at Philadelphia go against Kansas City, Scorpio versus Gemini. We're seeing these things. Once again, these are the signs that we are left to reinterpret or interpret for ourselves so we can extract meaning from them and understand that things that you give your energy, attention, and focus to are not just entertainment. Right? But we are charging something up. You know, we're giving something, our energy, our attention, our focus, and our emotions, more importantly. You know? So when a brother's going to work it out? When when are we going to, you know, kick into this aspect of brotherly love? You know, the higher service of humanity. You know what I'm saying? When, when are we going to be our brother's keepers? When are we going to uplift fallen humanity? and really answer the call into the five principles and stop falling into the Roman antics. 
right, in the Colosseums to make Caesar proud. Because that's all we're volunteering to do. And we're running to do it. Nobody wins when the family feuds. There will be no winners of the Super Bowl if the Chiefs go against the Eagles. You can't be a Chief without Eagle feathers. So, you know, we, we could pretend that we stand to benefit because it's brothers versus brother. But who wins? Who Who's in the shadow collecting from that, right? Who's usurping that energy? Who's tapping in, right? Who's really going to get the bag? You're going to get the bragging rights. Who's going to get the bag? Who's going to run back to Rome with the energy to charge up whatever they seem to be plot planning and strategizing? And there's a civil war in the Vatican as well. So let's be clear, right? All is not well, even on that forefront. That thing is tumbling down, as has been predicted and prophesied. Not by Pope Pablo, right? By their own folks. Yes, the Eagles are a Scorpion team. Philly's a Scorpio city. Jay Princeton and the Scorpios, they got interviewed by a brother from a Scorpio city, a uh, million dollars worth of game. They from Philly, ain't they? I didn't even run the charts on uh, Wallow and Gilly to see what their actual astrological signs may be. But they sat up there and they, you know, were speaking about the death of Takeoff, who is a Gemini, and they took a shot at uh, Offset, who was a Sagittarius. These are all cosmological narratives playing out in front of us. This is all energy moving, and it's necessary. It's sad at the same time, but it's necessary at the same time for us to see ourselves, you know? Yeah, Offset is Cephas. You know, he he is the astrological sign that is coming up in the procession of the equinox that's going to take over. Cephas in the cosmos is the Ethiopian Cushite king. And the Cushite king, Cephas, is, will be taken over as the pole star once we've completed the procession of the equinox and we go from Ursa Minor, which is Polaris, or personified in the person of Kanye West, right? And then we could shift to Cephas, who unfortunately, or fortunately, should I say this young man, that that's what his name is. So we're seeing him being put through a level of pressure that's going to force him to grow up and take a level of responsibility and leadership, right? In about, because this is going to happen in 2050. So that's 20 plus years. You know, we, we haven't seen the end of what this man's calling is. And it's a beautiful thing at the same time. Feel me? It's a beautiful thing. So let's, let's, uh, if you're new to our demonstration, again, shout out to my brother, uh, General Angel in the Lionsgate Ministry. Um, I represent Mineral Ministries in the way that we, we do our dissertation, right? We're non-denominational, mostly conversational, sometimes confrontational, but the way that we go into scripture to further get a meaning is that we align scripture with the Gregorian calendar dates because, you know, we, we're all agreed in saying that today's February 12th. Now, if you're juggling different dates in your head, 
you know what I'm saying? Shout out to you. You are multi-dimensional. You have every right to. But for the most part here in the West, you know what I'm saying? We agree and say that um, today is February 12th. So we go in the scripture and we look at scripture from 212 and, you know, days around that from 210 to 212 to 213, right? Tomorrow's the 40, uh, fourth day. You know, I don't know why people are saying this the 43rd, but, you know, shout out to my brother, Chicago Crypto. A true 44 resonator. And if you're in the building still before the end, want to um, tap in real quick because this spiritual quest you want in, in that financial field is uh, very important as well. It's, it's all okay, tied together. Bro. You know what I'm saying? All tied together. <laughs> so, again, are we to take scripture literally or are we to take it as what it is, which is symbolism and allegory? You can't jump in and then jump out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, look, you got every right to do what you want to do. Matter of fact, you know what I'm saying? I cannot tell you what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. But I've taken it upon myself and we've taken it upon ourselves to say we want to offer some level of interpretation for people who do want to extract, right, the higher meaning of what this stuff means through symbolism. So if we were to take it literally, this is what it literally says in Timothy 2.12. And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence, okay? So that's what that's what the book literally says. And we can kind of see some of the energy that we witness in our communities. They come from the literalism of this book. Even the fact that our people are running around here thinking that they have a curse on them. This is all coming from misinterpretations of the literalism of the book or what they consider to be the letter of the law, but what's the spirit of the law, right? And you can only get that through interpretation. Is that literally what it meant? Or symbolically, did it mean something else, right? When they're speaking about woman in the Bible, are they speaking about, when they're speaking about that feminine principle, are they speaking about spirit? Are they speaking about the right brain? Or they literally are they speaking about a nation? Or are they literally talking about a physical woman? All of this is open to interpretation. Okay. Now, ironically, there's a common theme that, that runs throughout the 212 scriptures throughout the Bible, and is dealing with fear, is dealing with submission to authority, right? And law. Hence the fact that I said, again, this is a precursor to our next law 44. Tomorrow is the 44th day and the law 44 entails, right? What you would consider to be Deuteronomy 444 for the most part, obey the law. What law? Man's law? Law of the most high? Okay. Philippians 2.12, do everything without grumbling. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. My thing is this, right? Why love and not fear, right? 
And this is all dealing with the psychological conditioning of man who seems to go off of the rails if nobody's looking or if he's not being pressed upon, right? They say if you leave him to his own merits, he's going to do all kind of wild shit. So religion was created, right, to keep him and, and you know, particularly to control his lower self, to give him the ability, you know, to, to, to catch enough of, enough of himself to tap into the faculties of his higher mind. This is symbolized in the cosmos by the sign of Sagittarius, who's half man, half animal, right? And who's who's the archer, right? The archer is dealing with higher consciousness. The bow is headed upwards. The upward bow is um, pointed towards uh, the heart of Scorpio and Terrace. But Scorpio, as a symbol, bites the ankle as the serpent of the heel of the Sagittarius, right? Which forces him to get on his good foot or his back foot in that arch or that particular bow, I mean, that arrow for the most part, is headed upward. And this is a symbolism, right? That is written in the cosmos, not in the book, of man tapping into his higher mind, right? To get into this concept of what's considered to be his Godhead, right? But man has to master self first. Man has to master his animal self first to get into his manhood. Then he has to master his manhood until he can get into his godhood, which is his godhead. Right? So 2 Timothy 2.12 says, if we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. You want to say something, good brother? No, I was just saying, you know, the master of the lower self represents, you know, this is what Lion's Gate is about. The master of the lower self so you can, you know, ascend and rise. So you have to master that lower nature. You know, that's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So the, the euphemism of, of when we speak about the father who... um Again, they just made a, a change. The Church of England came out and said that they're going to make it a neutral, right? They're going to make it gender neutral. There's, the God is not a mother or a father. It's it, right? They, they're going to do that, right? So, you know, when normally uh, the interpretation that has been offered, when they speak about the father, they're speaking about these principles these particular um spiritual principles and the father will represent the higher mind um so that that's a euphemism that you can utilize interpreting these words you know what i'm saying when, when you hear this aspect of christ and the father this is all speaking about the higher mind higher consciousness christ consciousness you know what i'm saying that elevated state where you're not attached to personality or humanity it's not about me or you, you know what I'm saying? It, it is about the it, it's you go quantum. You don't have a personality. You're not looking at yourself as a self. You are part and parcel to the all. So you would detach from ego, you're attached from um, personality, you're attached, you're detached from all of these things. 
when you get into that space and that place. And until you've been there, it's kind of impossible for you to even fathom what that means. Now, I had some good drugs before. They're like 2001. <laughs> and I got into that place. I was on a triple stack. And I got transported to a part of the cosmos where it was a void and there was no me. There was nothing. It was the, the nothing and the all at the same time. And it was the most blissful state ever. And when I looked around what I perceived to be with my eyes, there was nothing as far as the eyes can see. But what I heard was the sound of the cosmos, which was on. And a feeling of bliss came over my body and uh, it registered to me. It said, yo, this is, you know, the only thing that exists is love. Right. Which is, I say, it's an amorphous concept here on earth because it's just like God. You have to tap into it. It is perfection. And that perfection, can it be personified here in such an infallible place? Again, that's for I, I, I cannot tell you that you can't achieve that here. I cannot tell you that Nirvana is not available to you. You know, what I'm saying in the physical flesh. You know. But I know that. I got fast tracked to that place, you know what I'm saying? And I was able to bear witness uh, to the face of the most high, if you will. And yes, it was, it was black. It was a void, but it was blissful. And it was only based in love and the concepts that I came back with when I came back into my quote unquote body is that, you know, fear is an illusion and it, it is what keeps us trapped in this particular dimension, but it's not real. Because it's no such thing. It's only one thing. So where's the fear come from? What, 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 you're fearing yourself? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exodus 2.11 to 2.13. One day after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew one of his own people looking this way and that and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hit him in the sand, right? Caught a body. The next day he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. He asked the one in the wrong, why are you hitting your fellow Hebrew? And then the, the, the finishing of this particular proclamation is that the Hebrew turned around to him and said, oh, but you're going to kill me like you killed the Egyptian. And then he felt naked like, oh, you know, my secrets. Right. So this is a person. Who's in the land of somebody else who took him up. Right. Caught a body. Started uh, the wrath of the most high on these people. Right. And lo and behold, he's the one who transgressed. That's a whole nother story, though. Again, if we're to take this story literal. You feel me? But this entire epilogue and epoch that pops off in, um, in, in history, dealing with the Hebrews and, and the commissions, you know, this is where it pops off at. 
right? His his attachment and his allegiance to his tribe, to his clan, to his brothers. And he fights his adopted brothers in the city of, you know, the city of brotherly love. Should they were showing him more love as his adopted family and his adopted brothers than his quote unquote tribal family who wanted him dead. Let's go to Judges 2.12, right? And again, you're going to see commonality all through these scriptures if they are read the right way. In accordance with the day of the calendar, Judges 2.12, they forsook the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who had brought them out of Egypt. They followed and worshiped various gods of the peoples around them. They aroused the Lord's anger because they forsook him and served Baal, and the Ashtoreths, Ashtoreths, right? So I would ask today, why does the Pope still have all of these motifs that connect him to Baal, such as the Maltese cross? Why is the cross of the Maltese or the order of the Maltese, a secret society in the church that are their own sovereign nation and have their own sovereign banks, right? Why does Christianity not create an open, aggressive campaign and move against the order of Baal that still exists today. What you think Luciferians are? What you think that all of the executives and them be meeting in the Bohemian Grove and making sacrifices to Moloch? What you think all of that's about? So if you have been ordained to hold down the name of Christ in, in the, sancti the sanctity of that particular station in religion and politics why have we never seen the church go against satanism and you can find them in the phone book yes the pope that he met with the um, order of maltese before he traveled to africa right and they was about to give him the business and he had to make a proclamation to them that he will maintain the promises made to them by hundreds of other popes to not disturb them, not infringe upon their sovereignty, which means their ability to operate business in private. This is only about public and private, y'all. This is only about commercial contract at the end of the day. Right? And the fact that the people, <laughs> the people, you know what I'm saying, are in bondage based on contract right to to right to men to, to an order of men not to god not to jesus the people who have usurped that particular station to run a roost on the planet you want to say something brother yeah because in the in when you see that we just said that connection one of the videos i made i showed the direct connection of what they did on paper for a contract in commercial chambers, how they literally took all what they was considered livestock anyway, they considered livestock, and they basically pledged and linked all the real property, which is arm, arm, leg, leg, head. Understand that. They did this on paper. It's a found that it's in the public records on the private side, but it's in the public record. You could, you could look it up. You could look it up. 
literally, I showed you exactly what it goes to really. I showed you the whole family. Everything I broke it down for you. So you yeah, you, you, you broke it down with the Orsini's. You did. You showed it. You walked it through. You made it plain. Yeah, it's cool to say, oh, the black pope and this, that, and the other, as if it's a conspiracy, but who are these families? And, and what standing do they have in the commercial space? It's cool to say, oh, yeah, they, they got the purse strings. Yeah, but how does that affect you? Like, who are you paying your taxes to? <laughs> All right. Let's go to 1 Kings 211 to 212. And we missed this one by an episode, right? He reigned for 40 years over Israel, seven years in Hebron, and 33 in Jerusalem. So Solomon sat on the throne of his father, David, and his rule was firmly established. That That is a whole demonstration. Like I said, we're going to have to get into that tomorrow in the lecture when we explain this concept of King Tyree and how this ties into Tyree Nichols. And Tyree, the master builder, or Hiram Abiff, you know what I'm saying? And, and what's going to be demonstrated today in the Super Bowl between this Masonic enclave of Philadelphia versus Kansas City, Missouri, the heart of America. <laughs> Yo, they, they're going to go in on the Super Bowl, just trying to let you know. And this ties directly to the Grammys. You feel me? And it ties even to Beyonce because this is the 10-year anniversary of the Super Bowl in New Orleans when she performed. This is the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick when he went meteoric and became a phoenix. Remember, he's a Scorpio born November 3rd who experienced a phoenix fourth quarter. The Eagles are going to Phoenix to become Phoenix. So Masonic, bro. All right, let's go to two kings, two eleven to two fourteen. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire. And again, this this goes from this whole aspect of saying, "Are you taking this literal? Or are you taking this allegorical?" Right? Because this entire book is stooped is steeped in supernatural occurrences. So if you can sit there and take this literal, you feel me? Then why you can't take, if I'm telling you, well, yeah, shit, we're causing lightning to strike Christ the Redeemer. Why? Why? Why we can't do all of these supernatural occurrences, but this stuff can be stuck in a book from 2000 years ago. Let's go into two kings. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in the whirlwind, right? And this is even what they say happened with Elijah Muhammad. Elisa saw this and cried out, my father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elisa saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garments and tore it in two. Elisa then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. Now, listen, he took the cloak that had that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. 
where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He asks. when he struck the water, it divided the right to the left and he crossed over now. So the parting of the Red Sea does not did, did not just happen with Moses. Right. Why nobody said that it also happened with Elisa and Elijah. So the interpretation even of Hebrew is one who crosses over the Iberi, right? Comes from the word Iberu. And when they're speaking about dividing the right and the left, are they speaking about the hemispheres of the brain? Is the middle passage, right? The part of your brain that divides the right and the left hemisphere? Right. It's this this is beautiful poetry steeped in symbolism that people have taken literal. And now they are showing a level of psychosis that is unbelievable on the planet. And wars have come from this. People have been suppressed. The feminine principle is under somebody's heel. Come on, y'all. chariots of fire speaking about the upper realms of consciousness let's go to two chronicles 211 to 212 once again hiram king of tyre replied by letter to solomon because the lord loves his people he has made you their king and hiram added praise be to the lord the god of israel who made heaven and earth he has given king a wise son endowed with intelligence and discernment who will build a temple for the Lord and a palace for himself, right? So once again, as I was telling you, back then, they're speaking about the master builder. They're evoking this energy of the tired individual to speak about the master builder. What are they building though? In the building of the temple is something that takes place in the mind that they say what? A temple built without the sound of hammers or the sign of nails. So this is the temple. Your temple is, you know, between your right and your left ear. It's your mind. So what are we as a people building in our master temple? As master builders. Right? And again, like I said, coming from a city such as uh, Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, a Masonic stronghold, what, 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 what is the family building out there? What are we building in these inner cities, right? Our flex is our murder rate. Like, oh, my city got more bodies than you. That's our flex. My city's more treacherous than yours. You know what I'm saying? That that's what we build in. We build in confusion. We're building conflict, and we're building the atmosphere for war. Here's the fact: when we did an interpretation of the first, when when the lunar eclipse came in, when the lunar new moon came in in the beginning of February, beginning of this month, right? Or red was it? It was the ending of January, I believe, when the lunar eclipse came in. I mean, when the lunar new moon, and then they had those two shootings, right? They had the shootings. They had the shootings in 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 um in L.A. Montero Bay, Montique. What is it? And then they turned around and had the next one at Half Moon Bay. And I said, "Look, all this forty-four energy. They are 
bloodying those moons and all of both of those shootings had something to do with asians specifically from china i'm like yo they're ritualizing this energy to go to war now what have you they're shooting down balloons that look like moons that come from china come on now jesus christ are you serious all right let's go to esther 212 to 214 and um you know this this my okay monterey park this one is interesting to me because for some reason i was looking at charleston white that was past weekend and he was on a program called fresh and fit now i want to i want to do a mass prayer for these young brothers because they're so lost and this comes from this whole stratosphere of, of the manosphere situation and the, the things that young men think that women are supposed to be doing for them. And all of this comes out of religion. So yeah, this is, this is dangerous. Cause I'm like, this is who's speaking to other young men and programming them to, 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 to see how this is how you look at women. So let's go to Esther 212 to 2.14, right? It says, before a young woman's turn came to give into King Xerxes. So this is them, Xerxes, remember Xerxes from the movie 300, right? Ironically, again, uh, uh, we'll get back to that. But Xerxes, the king of Persia, right? Iran, um, he was looking for virgins on his and he was on his Andrew Tate, right? He was looking for virgins, you know what I'm saying? And they had to isolate all of the virgins because he, he found out he said that his woman was was she was a hoe. So he had to find him a virgin. So they isolated the women in the in 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 the in the cities and what have you, the provinces and everything. And they um they 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 brought him this one, right? And this is how he propositioned her. Before a young woman's turn came to go in to King Xerxes, how you gonna go into King Xerxes? Oh, because in the movie they showed you that he was mad zesty. <laughs> right? So what they had, she was putting strap-ons. What's going on here? A woman's turn to go into King Xerxes, she had to complete 12 months of beauty treatments prescribed for the women, six months with oil of myrrh, and six with perfumes and cosmetics. And this is how she would go to the king. Anything she wanted was given to her to take with her to the harem, to the king's palace. In the evening, she would go there and in the morning return to another part of the harem to care to the care of Shazgaz, the king's eunuch who was in charge of the concubines. She would not return to the king unless he was pleased with her and summoned her by name, right? So unless she had that fire, he was like, nah, you feel me? But he, he, you know, he got taken over by this young lady um, in Esther. And, and yeah, he, he chewed up on her and he got married to her, I believe. But we'll get back to that. Like I said it, it's interesting because it coincides with Valentine's Day, this particular scripture, Esther 214. 
you know, 212 to 214. But we'll talk about that when, when we get to this lecture. Job 211 to 213, you know, one of the oldest books in the Bible. Okay. When Job's three friends, and you're always going to hear about the multitudes of threes, okay, dealing with these ancient stories, just like the three ruffians who killed the king of Tyre, Hiram, just like these three officers who were part of a fraternal organizations out of the five officers who killed this brother, Tyre, the ruffians who roughed them up on camera on 127 for the whole world to bear witness to in a four-part YouTube series like it was a goddamn movie. When Job's three friends, Eliphaz the Timonite, Baldad the Shuahite, and Zophar the Namathite, heard about all the troubles that had come upon him, they set out from their homes and met together by agreement and go sympathize with him and comfort him. When they saw him from a distance, they could hardly recognize him. They began to weep aloud and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. Right. There goes them sevens again. Dealing with this whole aspect of the seventh church of uh, quote unquote revelations, which is Philadelphia. No one said a word to him because they saw. How great his suffering was. You feel me? So this whole aspect of um, of Job. Suffering, right. And going through all of his suffering, but never saying a bad word about the most high. Right. So this book is conditioning you as well to go through this level of suffering. <clears throat> never question your suffering. Never question the sufferer or your oppressor. You know what I'm saying? Just suck it all up. Psalms 211, 212. Why? Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss your son. Kiss his son or he will be angry and your way will lead to your destruction for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Bless are all who take refuge in him. Well, goddamn, where's the love, man? Where's the love, bro? You feel me? Where's the love? Did you do you think that you can condition more people through love or through fear? Like this just sounds like the a mob, like Godfather Harlem type energy is giving me. Proverbs two eleven. <laughs> yeah. Discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who have left the straight path to walk in dark ways. That's deep, right? Proverbs 2.11 to 2.12, that's deep. Or this is 2.11 to 2.13, right? From Friday to Monday. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you, right? You should have understanding of these words so it can guard your mental, so you cannot be led astray by men who have manipulated scripture for their own purposes to control you, to have authority over you. They manipulated these words to finesse you. 
Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse. Why would you still even go to church and then they, they playing with boys? Admittingly, this is not something that we're saying at this point. They're having an internal civil war in the Vatican because they refuse to give it up. Literally, to this day. And they, they over there telling on one another. I'm going to show you. Lay it all out. Not because I said it. This is what they're saying right now. And you may be too distracted to realize what's going on in proximity to your ears. But these are the people who allegedly got the keys to heaven. Right? Because Peter's at the gate. If you read the Gospel of St. Thomas, Mary Magdalene was telling Jesus, yo, this nigga's a hater and he hates women. Because he was telling Jesus in his last days, you're spending too much time with her. Jesus is like, nigga, I'm about to die. Can I get off some? Like, can I squeeze one or two off or something? Like, God don't got no grandchildren. Leave me alone, Peter. And then Peter usurped it from Thomas. And then now we got you know what I'm saying? This whole faculty of homosexuality in the church. Look, whether it's good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying, according to their doctrine, it doesn't coincide with what they teach. And now they're having an internal struggle because of that. What I'm telling you is that you should let go of that shit long enough that you can reclaim your own sensibilities back. And figure out how to have a connection with God on your own rather than through the, the, the mouth and the manipulation of men who can't get it together. Ecclesiastes 2.12 to 2.13. Then I turned my thoughts to consider wisdom and also madness and folly. What more can a king's successor do than what has already been done? I saw the wisdom is better than folly, just as light is better than darkness right so when are we gonna give up folly and when are we gonna go to wisdom you know what i'm saying songs of songs 211 to 213 see the winter is past the rains are over and gone Flowers appear on the earth. The season of singing has come. The cooing of doves is heard in our land. So this is the proclamation for spring. The fig tree forms its early fruit. The blossoming vines spread their fragrance. Arise, come, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me, right? So spring is coming. You know, we only have to go through a few more days of what's considered to be winter. And then we're gonna be, you know, in a renewal season. You feel me? And we're also going to be going through a renewal season when, when you know, when, when Rome is finally done and it's happening and it's going to happen swift and quick, especially after this election. Watch. Isaiah 2.11-2.12. The eyes of the arrogant will be humbled and human pride brought low. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day. The Lord Almighty has a day in store for all of the proud and lofty. For all that is exalted and they will be humbled you feel me so here, here they go you know they, they talking that talk again you feel me the judgment is on the way jeremiah 2 11 2 12 has a nation ever changed his gods 
yet they are not gods at all. For my people have exchanged their glorious God for worthless idols. Be appalled at this, you heavens, and shudder with great horror, declares the Lord. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. That's deep. The lecture is tomorrow, when in Rome, part three. Uh, you can get your tickets here at ktluniversity.com, right? That, 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 that right there. That's a deep scripture right there. Again, here goes the jealous God. Who, if you was in the life of your subjects from day one, how did you allow them? How did you allow the Babylonians, the Sumerians, the commissions to come up with such a complex system of understanding the creator that they was able to layer that shit. How did you, how did you allow Mithra? How did you allow Zoriaster? How did you allow all of these gods of rivals to come upon this planet? How did you allow Shaitan to come here and lay foundation before you came To a group of sheep herders to lay down your law and then they had to compete against these people who had already mapped the cosmos name the planets name the stars you feel me and then what you coming with but you, you gonna sit up there and be jealous i don't get that but he said, my people have exchanged their glorious God for worthless idols. There's 45,000 denominations of the um, Christian churches right now. 45,000. 45,000, y'all. Different denominations of Christianity. Be appalled at this, you heavens, and shudder with great horror, declares the Lord. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Right? So Jesus gives a sign, okay, and says what? I think it was in Luke 22. When the man holding the pitcher of water comes, right, come into the house, find me in the upper room. They're talking about the Aquarian age. So here we are in the season of Aquarius. Do you see all of the changes that are going through in Aquarius right now, leading to what will be a 21-year tribulation of Pluto in Aquarius from 23 to 24? And Aquarius itself is a 44 resonator. It equals 44 in Hebrew. So they're going through some changes that cannot be undone, right? It's a wrap. Now, whether that is for the good or the quote-unquote bad, that once again, that's all perspective. These are determinants for humanity to make here on earth. Once you gain your consciousness back and tap into your higher consciousness and make these decisions rather than people making them for you, what do you want it to be? If you had the reins in your hands, how would you direct this thing? 
right? You're going to have the opportunity to do that. Will you be ready? Look, Daniel 2.10-2.13. The astrologers answered the king. There is no one on earth who can do what the king acts. No king, however great mighty, has ever asked such a thing of any magician or enchanter or astrologer. What the king acts is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods, and they do not live amongst humans. This made the king so angry and furious that he ordered the execution of all of the wise men of Babylon. So the decree was issued to put the wise men to death, and men were sent to look at Daniel and his friends to put them to death, right? So this is when they was flipping on the astrologers, the soothsayers, the magicians, the seers, right? All of this was taking place before Jehovah, Yahshua pops up. Or Jehovah pops up with his proclamations, but never wages war against the people who rivaled him with the same information that he would utilize to put his book together. Because this is the astrological book. The bull is the Helios, is the sun book. Let's go to Hosea. Hosea 2.10, 2.13 when he wants to change the woman to a hoe hosea look and i'm not just playing this is what happened in hosea listen so now i will expose her lewdness before the eyes of her lovers no one will take her out of my hands i will stop it i will stop all her celebrations her yearly festivals her new moons sabbath days all her appointed festivals i will ruin her vines and her fig trees which she said were her pay for her lovers I will make them a thicket and wild animals will devour them. I will punish her for the days she burned incense to the balls. She decked herself with rings and jewelry and went after her lovers. But Misha, she forgot, declares the Lord. This nigga's jealous. And all of this is happening going into Valentine, which is a celebration of Lupercalia, right? Which is a Roman holiday of the suckling of Remus and Romulus, the wolf twins. That takes place on February 13th to February 14th, on the 44th and the 45th day. So, son is a hater, right? And because of his jealousy, you feel me? And his inability to contain femininity, he put her in a box. And this is what we're dealing with today. In our society, in our community, and, and you know what I'm saying? You, you got to go through programs like Fresh and Fit, these niggas who don't got no game trying to tell young men how to proposition young women. We in trouble, y'all. The Lord, Joel 2.11-2.12. The Lord thunders at the head of his army. His forces are beyond number, and mighty is the army that obeys this command. The day of the Lord is great. It is dreadful. Who can endure? Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Come on, son. Come on, son. Is this the love of God? Is this the God of love or the God of fear? Sure. 
So um, Instagram family, if 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 the feed cuts off because we're at the hour mark, uh, I definitely want to say thank you for tapping in. Make sure that you catch our lecture tomorrow. Uh, when Rome, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and yeah, like we're we're really gonna be unpacking some of this information. You feel me? In a in a way that it's never approached before. Amos. 210 to 213, I brought you up out of Egypt and led you 40 years into the wilderness. Another connection and correlation, as we said, along the, the, the theme of 213, it resonates. Y'all seen this, showed you it in Genesis. Also raised the from amongst your children and Nazarites from amongst your youths. Is, is this not true, people of Israel, is the Lord? But you made the Nazarites drink wine and commanded the prophets not to prophesy. Now then, I will crush you as a cart crushes when loaded with grain. God damn. Now, I'm not mad at that. You feel me? But some be putting in that work. Habakkuk 212 to 213. Let's finish on this. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and establishes a town by injustice. Have the Lord Almighty determined the people's labor and fuel for the fire that the nations exhaust themselves for nothing. Shout out to Philly. Shout out to Philly. Shout out to Philly. You know what I'm saying? That's a blue collar city, you know, where the people have labored. They put their work in. That's an ancient city of, of Sheikh Mexum. Our bragging rights in these inner cities and these energy centers should not be our murder rates. You feel me? We can build palaces on blood. That can't be our flex. The city of brotherly love needs to find the love. So you can run the ashes like the Phoenix into the true sovereignty of what seven church of revelation represents because it's all symbolism. Right. Malachi 2.10-2.11, do we not all have one father? Did not one God create us? Why do we profane the covenant of our ancestors by being unfaithful to one another? Judah has been unfaithful. A detestable thing has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. Judah has created the sanctuary the Lord loves by marrying women who were a foreign God. Come on, son. God needs a hug. You feel me? Matthew 2 10 to 2 13. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Harad, they returned to their country by another route. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared. To Joseph in a dream, get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. They would have not been able to escape the tribulation of Herod and take, quote unquote, Jesus to Egypt to escape the sacrifice if not for the Zoroastrians who used astrology 
to utilize and tell the three kings how to find a goddamn baby. But God is sitting up here hating on everybody who's not him. Right. Where did they get the information and the knowledge and the wisdom in order to decipher and discern? The stars that were written in the heavens. OK, in order to be an effective and efficient people on this planet before he shows up thousands of years later with his words and his proclamations to Moses on the mountain that had to go to Egypt first to get his wisdom. We need to stop hating on other people's demonstrations and understand, you know what I'm saying? That if they say that if there's only one God and, and all things are one, then you got to even embrace these people. And we got to pray for the family in Turkey and Syria. I'll get into that in the lecture. This all entails. Do you understand that Syria and Antioch with a with a um with the actual earthquake earthquake? earthquake took place as the first place where they started calling christians christians do you understand the turkey where the earthquake earthquake took place is where paul comes from do you understand that the place where the earthquake took place in turkey is where the actual church of revelations and uh, the seventh church of revelations in philadelphia actually is located right are we making these connections or do we once again Think that this is literalism versus symbolism or a combination of both so where's the outreach where's the outcry where's humanity in the season of aquarius showing up for other humans saying well god damn they just lost twenty five thousand people and we worried about jay prince and wallowing them Luke 210 to 213. Like I said, we're going to show you the commonality. Okay. But the angel said to them, Do do not be afraid. I will bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in the manger. Okay. I'm going to continuously show you over and over and over and over again how to interpret this book so we're not stuck in confusion and mysticism but you can unpack this thing for what it is and turn it into a living testament as opposed to a dead letter religion and make it work for you romans 2 11 2 13 for god does not show favoritism all who sin apart from the law will also perish apart from the law and all who sin under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. So Romans 2.13 coincides with the calendar date of February 13th, which is the 44th day, and the 44th motif of the law 44 is to obey the law. In the Romans 2.13 is written by Paul, which happens to be my nomenclature. So it, it, it all aligns. I think I'm going to leave it at that.
No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> Let me leave it with one Corinthians 2 10, 2 13, also written by Paul. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows. No, you didn't. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words. Okay. I'm going to leave it there, family. This is based on you and your understanding and interpretations of these words. Does it make sense to you? How does it resonate with you? Don't go by just what I'm saying and definitely don't go by this dead letter religion and the literalism of quote unquote scripture, right? You have to tap into you. You got to sit down and get familiar with your own self and your own ability to discern. That's what this book is about. It's about leading you into discovering your inner world, your, your, your own, you know, your own inner kingdom through meditation, tapping into your right brain, getting into the feminine part of you that has been shut down by institutions. Feel me? Simple. Simple. That's how you free yourself, family. So we could get out of the confusion and really tap into our higher self and our higher mind and, and, and get to doing higher things. So there, there's more, but I'm going to leave it there because that's, you know, that's a beautiful place to leave it at. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's, it's nonstop. It's nonstop. Um, so much came through on this 41st epilogue. All roads lead to Rome. We're going in tomorrow, y'all. Like I said, it's no coincidence that 10 years to the day, lightning struck the Vatican and then lightning just struck Christ the Redeemer statue. And I'm not being blasphemous. You feel me? I'm not being blasphemous. I really want to do this only in the spirit of love. Right? Whatever that means. But we cannot coincide and live side by side with falsehood. Feel me? We cannot coincide and live side by side with falsehood. We have to bring the truth. We have to bring the word. You know what I'm saying? We have to bring the water, the spirit. You know what I'm saying? We are, are, are indebted to ourselves to speak truth. And that's all we're here doing. And every time that we give these uh, presentations and proclamations, it, it shakes asunder the earth. You know what I'm saying? So, and again, I want to send my prayers out to the family in, in Turkey and the family in Syria. You know, that 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 is a tragedy, again, that we wish on nobody. 
you know nobody wants to go through that um there, there's so much despair there's so much you know pain and hurt you know what i'm saying um when when i look at that footage it's just terrible you know what i mean and you know these are the things that make people question god you know to make people question a higher power you know these these are the things that that man with his limited knowledge cannot explain feel me so yeah um but these are also a signs of things to come these also are representatives of the 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 shakeups the shattering that's about to take place on this planet the the seismic shifts that will be taking place on this planet you know especially when this information gets to get out you know what i mean and, and we put the flame where it belongs you feel me and, and hurry up the process you know rome may not have been built in a day but a damn sure can collapse in one and with that i want to say peace love and light peace 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 it's coming out stay tuned see you next sunday be well Peace. It's coming out. Stay tuned. See you next. Yes, family. So, uh, again, I want to say thank you for journeying in with us through this uh, presentation, our 41st epilogue. All right. Uh, Phoenix and the Dragon. You know, the dragon or the dragon ley lines. You know what I'm saying? These are the, the longitudinal lines that connect the, the planet. And the 41st latitude line leads directly to the Vatican. It also um, coincides with uh, Cincinnati, where the Bengals is at. The 39 parallel line runs through Kansas City, and it also runs through Philadelphia. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So these two, these two teams are literally on the same parallel line going to war for a title, right? That has many, many ramifications. We cannot go into the rest of 2023 with melanated people fighting melanated people, right? That's that's not, that's not, that can't be the goals, right? When the rest of this world is about to be engulfed in war, You know, if there was ever a time for unity, that time is now, right? You have to find something to unify around and tap into that. I, I can't tell you what it is. You know what I'm saying? It should be it should be your, your family. Your, I mean, again, I can't tell you what it is. For me, it's health, it's family, it's purpose, it's principles. You know what I mean? So... I'll just leave it at that. Okay? Peace, y'all. Well, Win in Rome 3, KTLUniversity.com. Grab your tickets for tomorrow. Whew. It's going to be, uh, be earth-shifting. Peace, y'all.